Welcome to Office Hours from TripleXChurch.com, where we answer your questions regarding sexuality, porn, sexual integrity, and more. Where nothing is off the table and all conversations are welcome. Now, here's your host, Carl Thomas. Welcome to Office Hours by Triple X Church. I'm your host, Carl Thomas. I'm a pastor, certified neurohealth coach, and a guy who frankly struggled with a lot of the stuff we are going to be talking about today for over 20 years, until I found freedom about a decade ago. With me is our producer and my good friend, Neil, who works with the ministry in a variety of capacities. In today's episode, we are going to be jumping in and answering some really interesting questions, such as, what do we recommend for porn blocking apps that can be synced across multiple devices? What do I need to do to be held accountable so I can quit looking at porn? What do I do if I suffered a relapse after a long period of time? That's just some of what we will be discussing today, so make sure you hang in there and jump into these topics with us. Recognize that no questions are off the table, and I'm going to be as honest and as blunt with my answers as possible, so don't get offended. We can always agree to disagree. So, without any further delay, let's jump in. Neil, my man, what do you have for us today? All right. So for the first question, like you mentioned, what are your recommendations for porn blocking apps that can be synced across several devices? Okay. Great question. Get this all the time, actually, in the Live Free Community app. I've got it via email. I've had friends text me with this question. My answer is probably going to be a little outside the box or not what this person expects, but it's actually, I think, the best answer. So first of all, uh, I've, I've probably made it no... It should be no surprise if you've listened to any of our past office hours, but blocking apps for me, they serve a purpose, but I don't particularly love them because I think people tend to abuse them. And what I mean by that is this. If you're using filtering or blocking software just to eliminate distractions or basically just simplify your daily decision making, right? So, hey, the less times I have to see boobs pop up in my feed, the better, then yeah, sure. I can see why you would use a blocking app, right? But if you use filtering software because somehow you think that's the key to freedom, no, right? Uh, I've I've put it this way before. It's it's similar to the idea of it's similar to the idea of a guardrail. All right, if you're driving a car and you see a guardrail, that's your filtering device, right? The guardrail is meant to kind of keep you on course, right? But you're not supposed to rub up against that guardrail and drive down it as it tears up the side of your car. Right. So if you just see it, okay, that's a boundary. Great. Yeah. Guardrail. I feel better if I'm driving up a mountain with a guardrail. Right. But I also don't plan on testing that guardrail and running my car into it and seeing how far I can push it till it finally gives. And a lot of people, when they use filtering software, quite frankly, that's what they do. They, hey, what can I, now he's saying multiple devices, but the other question we get a lot is, what software do we recommend has the least amount of vulnerabilities, right? Because these people mm-hmm. are looking for loopholes and ways to get around it. And it's like, dude, you're using it for the wrong reason, right? If you're using a filtering software just so you can find workarounds, it's really not serving a purpose at all. Yeah, I mean, it's keeping you away from porn in theory, but you can always find a workaround. And again, at that point, you're using it more as a crutch and not so much as a boundary, 
right? So that being said, what do we recommend for several devices? There's a lot of things out there. I would tell you this, a lot of it really depends on the devices you have. So if you're using all Mac devices, iPhone, iPad, MacBook, right? Uh, there are certain softwares out there that are probably going to work better with a Mac OS. If you're using Android, Chrome, whatever, there's other devices or other uh, OSs. No, yeah, well, whatever you mean. Other software products out there that'll work better with that OS, right? Uh, if you have a, a potpourri, shall we say, a mix. Hey, I have a MacBook, I have an Android phone, I have this, I have that, a Samsung tablet. There's still stuff that works, but it's definitely going to be a little more difficult because every software I've run into works better with certain systems and not as good with other systems. We recommend X3 Watch to people for accountability, which I actually think is a better, to me, when it comes to quote-unquote filtering software or software in general, accountability is really where it's at because that is what we need is, hey, we need to be talking about this stuff more and owning our mistakes more than filtering. So we have X3 Watch, or we recommend X3 Watch, um, but, and you can find X3 Watch at x3watch.com, but that's just accountability. If you're using Android devices, specifically, Ever Accountable is a great little product. Uh, we're, we're very friendly with the guys over there. We like what they do. They're a nice, smaller company, but they have a really solid software, um, software platform. And, and they care, like they legitimately care about people. The guy that runs that company, he got into it not to make a million bucks, but because he, he has a past himself and he cares about people and he wants to see him get free of this stuff. So I, I always champion businesses that are in it for more than just the money. Um, so on Android, they are very highly rated. Last time I checked, they do have a blocking filtering component and, and it works across multiple platforms. On OS, I don't know if they were working on a filtering blocking at one point. I know that was coming out. I don't know if it came out yet. You can always go to their website at everaccountable.com. They might, but uh, I know on OS, they have, they have the uh, accountability similar to X3 Watch. And then there's a, you know, a bunch of other ones out there. Uh, there's some that are specific to OS and are actually very reasonable and work very well because they were designed just for Apple products, uh, but they won't work on um, uh, Android device. So do your research. Uh, I, I can't really tell you what's going to work best because I don't know the operating system you're using, but I can say this, and this is, this is the out of the box part of the answer. What do I recommend? I recommend the one you're actually going to use the right way. That's what I recommend. Okay. If I don't care if it has, if one software works on five devices and has 90% or 95% invulnerability, shall we say. And then this other software over here works on four systems pretty good, but maybe has 10% more loopholes or vulnerabilities. If, if you're going to go to the one that works across everything with the least amount of vulnerabilities because you plan on pushing the boundaries as much as possible, and that's why you want it on everything because you were just trying to lock down your life, Again, you're missing the point, and I, I think actually at that point the filtering might be hurting your efforts. Um, but if you're, hey, this one over here, I love it. I love what it does. Yeah, it doesn't work on this particular device, but it works pretty good, and, and you're, you're using it for the right reasons, so 
use it more of as a boundary checker, not so much a, a crutch. Um, go for it, right? Uh, there's, I'll tell you this, with, with uh, Apple products and Android products, they have some excellent parental controls already built in. My kids, I'll be honest, my kids, we don't use any blocking. And I never thought I'd say that with my kids, but we all use Apple. And uh, with their new screen time controls and things like that, we have it. I mean, it is, it's on, you know, they, there's, I don't, I don't think they've uh, checked out anything. We also have good conversations. So I'm 99% certain that they haven't, but it works really good. It can, uh, the, the nice thing is when you go through Apple's internal parental controls, it goes way beyond browsing. Uh, it can control the type of apps you download. Uh, my my son actually has to ask permission anytime he downloads an app. My daughter, who's a little older, and we've given her a little more responsibility, she can download any app she wants, but she has to ask permission to delete it. So that way, if she comes to me and downloads a dumb app that she knows we're not going to be happy about, she's got to tell me about it to delete it. So it kind of puts her in a catch-22. So it's, you know, it's interesting. And uh, with this... Same thing with the websites. Um, she has up to a certain, I think, PG-13 or whatever. Like we, we have, we, we limit adult sites and there's certain things that we have on hers. On my son's, well, he doesn't even have Safari. We've disabled Safari on his stuff. But when we do enable it, like on his school Chromebook, there is, um, actually, okay, so I'm, I'm mixing it up. But Chrome also has some great parental controls. So on his Chromebook, for instance, we have websites limited to what we've already approved. So he can only go to websites we've approved. He can't go to any website we haven't approved. And, and they have a variety of controls there. So you'd be surprised. Some of the, 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 the Apple and Android, they have amazing parental controls already built in. You might not even need a filter if you tweak those properly. And again, you're using it for the right reason. So that's about all I got there, man. Yeah, that's great. And I love to hear about how you handle that with your kids, too, because I know I'll have, eventually have to do that one day. And that's that's a big topic. It's a big topic. I'm sure we'll get questions about that. Yeah. All right. Number two, I wanted to see if you could direct me to information or data on the adult industry's annual spending on marketing and their primary demographics. It was my understanding at one point it was several billion a year on marketing, and most marketing was aimed at adolescents. I'm putting together a small presentation for a group of pastors and wanted to have relevant data. Thank you in advance for any help. Yeah, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this one. We have websites. I mean, we have stats on our website. Uh, they're pretty current, too. We always are trying to update those at triplexchurch.com. You can find stats. But, I mean, it doesn't take long to find it. Um, I would say try to stay away <clears throat> from blogger articles or things like that that aren't vetted make sure you're vetting your stats if you can go if you can find stats put out by what is it like the pew mm -hmm. and um, some of the other survey companies out there barna like those are research companies their numbers are actually vetted so there's definitely stuff out there from either of those organizations i don't know if it's so much in the marketing definitely on usage but i think also marketing it sounds crazy, but the porn companies themselves actually have some of the uh, 
I'm not going to say the name, but one the biggest one globally, they actually had a big article out oh, probably about, oh, maybe two years ago at this point with all the marketing numbers. I don't know if they really gear all their, if they're really targeting adolescents per se, but I know that's the, that's the rumor out there is that, hey, they're trying to market the kids. I don't really know if that's actually legit. I would make sure I vet that number before I spread that rumor. Because just think of it from a business, you know, if I, if I get a 13-year-old hooked on porn, yes, I got a customer in five years, but they can't buy anything. <laughs> like, there's nothing they can do for me for at least five years. So I don't, I don't know how much truth there is to that one. But, um, yeah, you're just going to have to do a lot of research on that. But I would say the most important thing is because there's a lot of companies in this, in this field, shall we say, that have articles on the marketing trends and this and that. Vet your numbers, you know, do some fact checking, make sure before you start propagating whatever it is you're reading that it's actually been tested and reviewed and it's it's legit or it's not 10 years old or was written by somebody that just had a hard on for. Oh, that was a bad choice of words there. Uh, has has it out for the porn industry. I like that. You got like, you know, a little bend in the head there. <laughs> hey, look, unfiltered, right? Raw. So, um. But yeah, if they just have, if they have, if they have it out for the company, you want to make sure that whatever you're, there. Trust me, there's plenty of numbers, and the numbers are pretty staggering and pretty troubling already. Yeah, you don't need to add an agenda by it or add an agenda to it to make it worse, right? Just make sure you're doing your your due diligence. But um, I would start with, yeah, Barna and those types of companies and see if they have any surveys or studies out there because if they do, those are most likely going to be very very accurate numbers. Good point. Good point. Can someone please help me? I'm addicted to porn. I need to be held accountable. Okay, so we get this every week, right? Mm -hmm. On some regard. Hey, I need I need help. Um, I'm not going to say, well, I'll just go back. I'll repeat what I always say. But uh, I think the second part of this question is actually the one that's ac the more, more interesting mm -hmm. aspect of the question. So the first part, hey, I'm addicted to porn. I need help. Same thing as always, right. right? Get some community, get some accountability, maybe some counseling, get some education, so a book, a workshop, right? So Live Free Community, you can check that out if you're 17 or older. That gives you community. There's free courses. There's a bunch of this stuff that will at least help you get started, and then maybe you pursue a counseling or you look at a, a, a coach, possibly. There's a lot. There are some good coaches out there. There's a lot of junky ones, too. Um, Jay Stringer has a great product out there called Unwanted. Awesome. Uh, I think it's actually called the Journey Course. You might have to Google that, but Jay Stringer stuff's great. Uh, he's a friend of mine, and I love his I love his content. I mean, it is really spot on, and will really help you get to the roots of what you're dealing with. We have the X3 Pure Course. That's been out for ten years. Thousands and thousands of men have gone through it. I know plenty of guys who will tell me that it has helped them tremendously. A lot of good stuff in there. It's not just Bible stuff, right? Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? It is definitely written from a faith-based perspective, but talks about the science behind it and everything else. So that's going to help you. So those are the things you need to do. As far as I need to be held accountable. Okay. Um, 
accountability is one of these things where there's like a lot of misunderstandings in terms of what it is, right? Sometimes people say, hey, can you point me to some software? I need to be accountable. Software is not going to make you accountable, all right? It's a tool that you can use in your accountability efforts, but it's not going to make you accountable, right? Sometimes when you hear the word hold and keep, sometimes guys will say, oh, I need someone to hold me accountable. What they really mean is I need someone to keep me accountable. And no one can keep you accountable but yourself, right? Accountability, oh, before I go there, third thing and one of the biggest misconceptions is that accountability is about calling me out whenever I screw up. And yes, that's an aspect of accountability, sure. But it's also celebrating the wins together. It's doing life together. It's, I don't know, meeting with your accountability partner. And when they say something that seems a little off, saying to them, hey, you know what? You might want to rethink that. You might want to check yourself there because that could lead in a bad direction, right? Part of the benefit of account, or one of the biggest benefits of accountability is if you're actually doing it the right way, sometimes your accountability partner will help you from steering off the road in the first place. So, Accountability is so much more than just, hey, I need someone to smack my hand every time I screw up, all right? But again, keep and hold. You can, you are the only one that will keep yourself accountable, all right? You can get an accountability partner, but unless you're being honest with them, it doesn't matter. You can get accountability software, but if you turn it off every time you go to an adult website, it doesn't really matter. Accountability, more than anything, is a relationship. And it's a willingness to bring yourself to the table all the time and have your life kind of just exposed to the people you trust. Hey, this is, this is what's going on in my life. What do you think? I think it's great. Cool. Overall, pretty good. But this one area, you know, maybe you want to work on that. Oh, hey, yeah, that's not good, man. Let's talk that through. What went wrong, right? That's what accountability really is about more than anything. And yes, then you find someone to hold you accountable, but they can't keep you accountable. They can only say to you, hey, you know, you told me this and now you're not doing it. So I'm going to now, yes, now I'm going to call you out because you gave me permission to do so. And I'm going to say, hey, you said this is something you were trying to do or you were going to commit to and now you're not doing it, right? You told me you're going to join a, a support group. And attend every week. That lasted two weeks and now it's been a month. And you haven't gone to a meeting. What's going on there, dude? You know, that's hard questions are absolutely a part of accountability. So that's holding you accountable. But again, if you're going to that accountability partner and saying, yeah, I'm going every week and you're not, they can only do so much. You're the one that has to keep yourself accountable. Mm. And, uh, and yes, an accountability partner is important. But <clears throat> the biggest piece of the accountability is you. It's your decision to, to do it in the first place. It's your willingness to uh, put yourself out there. Very true. Very true. I, we get this question a lot in groups, and it, it, that accountability is key. It is absolutely key. Um, last question. What do you do if you've suffered a relapse after a long period of time? So one thing before I jump into this, kind of like the last one, you know, keep and hold. Sometimes we just got to make sure we're clarifying terms here, all right? 
So when we say relapse, a lot of a lot of people in this area of struggle, shall we say, I don't know if I love that word, but yes, you know, in this area, um, they'll use the word relapse to indicate any sort of mess up, right? Hey, I haven't looked at porn in three years, and then I relapsed the other night. Did you relapse or did you just screw up, right? There is a difference between relapse, at least in my opinion, and uh, messing up, right? Having a hiccup, having a bad, having a bad moment, right? There's a difference, okay? I've been free of this stuff for a decade now, right? If I, if, I don't know, let's just say in a week, a moment of weakness, I'm really stressed out, I'm having real problems, whatever, whatever, maybe my wife and I have been arguing for the past three days, I mean, that doesn't happen, but I'm just saying maybe that's the situation, whatever, and then, I don't know, uh, something comes on the TV with an actress that I think is particularly good looking, and I, I go Google image her and knock one out, right? <laughs> uh, do I, is that a relapse? I don't think I'm relapsing unless I keep doing that, right? And going back to it. But no, sometimes it's just a mess up. Hey, moment of weakness. We all have them. If you've never looked at porn in your whole life and then all of a sudden you look one time and you don't look again, like I'm not going to say, oh, hey, he's addicted. No, he had a moment of, hey, I'm stressed out. Naked women make me feel good and I jumped on something and I thought would, would be a quick fix and now I regret it, right? Like, that's the nice thing about grace. God gives us the grace to mess up sometimes. Not saying we abuse it, but he knows we're going to mess up. So, you know, sometimes it's just theological terms. We all sin, right? Sin is sin. So I would say if it's just, if you've had a long time and he didn't necessarily just define long, but let's just say a couple years, had a bad night, you looked at something, and since then it's been fine. You, you, you went, you confessed to people, you had those tough conversations with your accountability partner, you had that tough conversation if you're married with your wife, right? You've been honest with everybody, you've prayed about it, you feel good, you feel like you're on a better path, you have a good clarity about why it happened, and you understand why it happened, and, and why it's not going to happen again. I won't call that a relapse, I call that a slip-up. Now, if you have a relapse, now a true relapse is, I've had, a, and we've had this with, we've had this with a couple group leaders in the past, honestly, you know, they've one year, two years of quote unquote sobriety, and then they go look at porn, and then they look at porn again, and then a couple more days they look at porn, and before you know it, they're back in the old vicious cycle. That's a relapse, right? They're returning back to what they, in theory, had left two years ago. And I can't say this 100% of the time because, yeah, I'm, I'm not, that would make me uh, the judge here, and I'm not. So I can only guess, but I would say from what I've seen in the past with other guys, typically, if you truly are relapsing, my assumption or my, what I would say to you is you probably were sober for the past stretch, but you weren't really free. And there is a difference. Sobriety is just, hey, I'm abstaining from the unwanted behavior. Freedom is so much more. 
it's yes, I'm abstaining from the behavior, but I also don't feel like a constant need to go to that behavior. Um, I'm free to talk about the fact that I struggle with this behavior. I don't feel shame about my past. Like I understand and it, it wasn't a good thing, but I'm not shameful about it. It's, it's so much more, right? But if you were just sober, yeah, that's, you're, you're what we call a long-term white knuckler. You just, you had your life on lockdown. You, you managed all the aspects of your life around this thing to keep you safe, which is good. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with managing your life, but you've never actually gotten to the root of why you use this stuff in the first place. You just address the behavior. And that is the danger with uh, earlier blocking apps, all this stuff. Like That's the danger. If you only are addressing the behavior and not the root of the behavior, well, I'll say results will vary if I want to be nice, but the reality is I would say most of the time results will be lackluster. Like eventually it's going to, it's going to fail you because you never dealt with the core issue. And so if that's you, if you relapse, I'm sorry, it happens. I know, I know it's happened to guys that I care a lot about. I think it's great that you're being honest about it. I think it's great that you're willing to admit it and, and not just blow this off and think it's going to go away. You've been there, you get it. You've tasted a little bit of what it's like not to have this stuff in your life. You want that back. I think all that's great. The thing that's missing is you just got to get back to, hey, what's the root here? And so that might mean counseling. That might mean, again, workshops or things like that. But get some help getting into the details as to why you go to this stuff in the first place. And that is going to be the thing that's going to help you move to that next level where now you're working on freedom and not just sobriety. That's Completely all I got. Agree. Completely agree. And that's all we have. That was the last question. All right. Good deal, man. Well, Neil, yeah, thank course. you very much. Uh, have a great weekend. And uh, folks, listen, if you're watching, especially if you're watching on YouTube, if you have any questions or comments about this episode, feel free to drop them in the comments box and we will get back to them, get back to you. Uh, if you have a question specifically, for us to answer, even if it's something, a follow-up to this episode or any other question regarding the topics we talk about here, go to triple X I'm sorry, go to triplexchurch.com forward slash office dash hours, submit your question, and we will answer it in an upcoming episode. That's it, folks. Have a great weekend, and we will catch you next week. Thanks for joining us for this week's Office Hours. Have questions you need answered? Submit them at triplexchurch.com slash office dash hours. And then tune in next week to hear what we got to say. Until then, 